You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Chadalid, Amid Aleph, and Erevin, the Parakol Hador. And we're starting here from Omar Rabba Baravuna. Uh, that, uh, in my recollection, was the Ravuna's son. Uh, Rabba, a very popular name. Um, Ravuna's son. What did he paskin? He paskined, or he told us, <laughs> I'm into Psak here, Shosui Al Yispalel. And once again, you see Al. And remember the uh, the idea that I said from yesterday, that it's really, Chazal are telling you, and, and maybe I, I really like what Henech said yesterday, every Darabonan is Al as opposed to Lo, right? Every Darabonan is the rabbis knowing what's best for us. But also here, I think there's a warning that it's not going to be good. In other words, you think, oh, I should daven. Um, no, really, don't. Al yispalo v'mispalo tefillah so tefillah. Right? And then, Rabba Barafuna continued, shikur al yispalel v'yemispalel tefillah so tefillah. So this is an interesting term. And maybe you're familiar with it because you've seen it. But um, uh, let's translate toeva. Um, Sheila, give me your translation on toeva. I mean, you know what the standard Abomination. is. Yeah. The standard? Don't you think that's... disgusting? Is it like something disgusting? It's almost... Yeah. Does that, does that sound like an overstatement to you? Well, it seems fairly... It means that there's something very... There's something very um, important here that we're not getting. It's not just simply, oh, he was a little tipsy. What's the big deal? It, it means there's something really you're violating. You're crossing a line. That so, okay. So I think one of the things I said yesterday, which is sort of like in line with originalist theory, you know, Amy Coney Barrett is, is going right, to, original. uh, right. So originalist. I'm an originalist in many ways. In other words, I'm thinking about what it was like in the time of Chazal. At the time of Chazal, this was an issue. You know, today, uh, I think what's happened is a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, we become a much more, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, prohibitive or much more teetotaling in many ways, you know, um, it, it was standard, as I said yesterday, what's about, I need a drink. Um, it usually if people say that there's something wrong, you know, um, we have an idea, you know, um, if, um, if there's always a six pack in the fridge, there's something probably wrong with the family dynamic. That's not the way things were then. The way things were then was people were drinking and that was, you needed to drink. You needed to drink in order to get the food down. You need to drink for yeah, I mean, that's what was considered standard. It, there was, it wasn't like people didn't question that. You know, eating modes have definitely changed and drinking modes. It used to be a guy wakes up, he goes down, huge, you know, we're not, you know, a huge breakfast with, you know, eggs piled up and where was the pancakes, right? People don't eat like that anymore. And yet that was standard. You know, people expected when they woke up in the morning to come down the steps and, you know, they'd have a real breakfast for you, right? You know, and you, you, you go to hotels or motels and you, I don't know if you're ever going to go again in the COVID era, but they, oh, look what we offer. Look at all these flapjacks and, and sausages and things like that. Now people have stopped eating that way. 
My point is, is that that was standard and, and people didn't think any different. So people were drinking a lot and, and alcohol in the form of the way it was being produced in wine was a, a reality in their life. So this halacha was, if you're shikur, al yispalel, even though davening is also part of your life, don't do it. And if you do it, don't think this is nothing. This is a toeva. Your, your prayer is disgusting to God, like you say, an abomination. That is it possible because of the prevalence, this is what I'm suggesting, the prevalence of, 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 of drinking and davening, which of course is people's lives, you needed statements like this to tell you it's it, 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 not just yeah. go go back and daven again. Complacence, right? When when you hear terms like this, it it uh, again. Now the, the word toeva is used in the Torah. Everybody knows it from homosexuality, right? And that's where you know this is one of the big debates. Uh, you know, the liberal society has said, you know, if you if you believe in the Torah, then you believe this is an abomination, and that's such backward thinking. The Torah uses that. Of course, the Torah uses the word toeva for chazir as well, right? Eating chazir and other things. So it's not so clear if the word abomination um, is the exact best word for it. I think that it, it, you, I think if we examine it in Hebrew, it has to do with sort of like something that you want to expunge from your system, you know, toeva. It's, a, it's almost something you feel like. You know, it shouldn't be here. It's something that's, that's a, again, I mean, we'd have to look maybe at other Mephorshah, and others to see what the parallel is to the word toeva. But I think it's, I think it's a strong statement and it's something that we want to, we want to expunge. We want to, we want, want to extract it from our system. We don't want that to be the normal at all. I think that's really what, what we're saying here, that you have to dive in again and what you did, don't think that was anything. Now the person, of course, believes that he 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 saw God, right? He believes that, hey man, it's even better. You know, I was buzzed a little bit, and my brain was going places it usually doesn't go. Normally, I'm so inhibited, and I'm just worried about: Am I going to get my mortgage paid? Will my wife be nice to me? Um, will I be able to, uh, uh, you know, whatever whatever it is you're davening for? And um, hey, when I drank, man, I was davening for. For for the world, I was davening for peace. I was davening for love. You know, I mean, you can imagine that somebody could actually make a case that, you know, when I did, you know, yeah, like I was, I right. was. Gonna... It's kind of like so you bring out the secrets. Like you think, oh, I'm rising to higher levels and secret, but but it's saying no. <laughs> Don't think that way. Right. So it's sort of saying <laughs> that was a toeva what you just did. What do you mean, man? I was, I was seeing God. I mean, there were angels. I mean, I, when I closed my eyes, it was like my whole life was in front of me, and I was like really understood. If I didn't have that, if I didn't have that stuff in my system, I would have been so, so uptight. Um, Maybe that's the point. You're saying that you shouldn't need a crutch. Close to yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Also, again, I would the way I'm looking at it is that. And we go to the statement before, and let's talk about it. Al Yispalel, also don't daven. 
Now, even if you're Shosui, we're going to see the difference in a minute between the two. Even if you're not in that, you know, state, you also shouldn't daven. And of course, with this, the halacha really will now be, okay, what about if you're going to miss the time of tefillah, right? And, and we know that it takes, it's going to, as, we, as we're going to see later, there are ways to get your brain back. But sometimes you don't have time for that. And it could be because of this psak, that person will not daven. And it will have halachic ramifications. For example, let's say a person is a shosui, right? And we know what it is. It's a certain state of being buzzed. That buzzed person won't daven, which is the proper thing. And then he'll be able to have the right, let's say it was mincha that he missed, then when he davens Mariv, he will be halakhically justified in davening two Shmon Esres. Uh-huh. Because he he followed proper procedure. He was an onus. Right? He was a person, he, he's, be, he, he's no worse than someone who forgot. And we know when you forget a tefillah, whatever it was, you have a right, you know, we give you hashlama. So if a person was a shosui, he did the right thing. Uh, his davening Look what we said, right? It counts, right? Yeah, okay, it's a tefillah, not the best, but it counts. A shikr, however, right? A shikr, if he davens, what happens? Al yispalel, vim yispalel, tefillah to eva. And that is, like as we say, he, he has no right to daven twice, does he? Right? I mean, maybe he's an onus because he didn't know what the psak was because he was so drunk, he didn't realize. Um, but that might be enough. Kamina, if a person willingly davens, knowing that he's shikr, you know, we, we, maybe we don't give him a chance to, uh, to make up that tefillah. I mean, he has to daven again if he's still, there's still time. But let's say it becomes so late and now it's already the next day, it's already Marav time. Maybe we'll say, well, we're not going to let you make that up. Um, you know, you what you did was was an avera, in a way. Um, how does how do we understand this vis-a-vis the custom on uh, in Simchas Torah where we they do chandari shachris then musaf because people might drink and then they might be good. So um, there they do it earlier. So so I would say what, that that yeah. we assume the people are just shosui, and they are not um, they're not shikr. Uh-huh. I, think, I think that's the assumption. Um, oh, and yeah, I think, they haven't drunk yet because they didn't daven and they don't eat before davening or drinking. Yeah. Um, and let's go. Let's go to that point right now. Hechidami shosi, hechidami shikur. What is? We know they're each close to each other. Hechidami a kigamora word. Give me the dimyo. In other words, dummy is like dome. Uh, describe for me. Put it in. In you know, give me the image of what I need to know. Hechi dummy shosui, vehechi dummy shikur. Right? Um, give me a description. Uh, is it ounces? What is it? So, the Gemara gives you a very, you know, sort of a uh, an interesting, sort of like folksy type of description. The Gemara goes on. Kihad the Ravi Abba Bar Shumni, v'Rav Menashia Bar Yirmiya Migifti. Now, whenever I see names like this, my my my, uh, you know, it piques my interest about. Hmm, does Ravanashia Bar Yirmiyami Gifti show up any other place in Shas? I don't know if he does. I I I I don't recall. Again, I'm not a bookie in Shas, but 
uh, I'm willing to bet that if we looked there, we wouldn't find him anywhere else. So this is his claim to fame. I, I don't even know if Abba Barshumni is anywhere else. But here are some names. Okay. Relatively unknown Amaroyim. Havika Maftere Mahadodi or Miftere. Now we know what that means, right? Like the word Maftir, right? When you lay in the Torah. What is the Maftir? The Maftir is the sort of like the end, like the last thing that you do, the, the your 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 um waving goodbye, your uh departure from um, from the reading. It's like the Maftir. The one who's going to read it and then take us away from the Torah and is going to give us into the Nevi'im. So Miftere, right? We say someone is Niftar. It's like he's gone. He's left. He's in a different world. Here, they were Miftere Mahadadi. Hadadi from each other. And where were they leaving each other? Obviously, they were had been together. Now it was time to leave. Amabra Mabra. Okay, now that's an Aramaic word, but it's a very common word in the Talmud. Ma'aver, something that you use to like over. Even the word avera means to sort of like dismiss and go away from doing the right thing, passing over, right? Ivri, that's what ivri means, on one side, passed over on the other side of something. So, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about mavra, we're talking about a uh, a a place where you pass over a river. So it was some sort of sometimes it's a bridge, which would be a gesher, but this might be a place where you cross the river. Maybe you did it with a boat, but it was a place where one would leave the other one. And where was this river? Where was this place that they passed over? The Nahar Yufti, the Yufti River. All of this is little fascinating details making it real, right? It was at this river crossing of the Nari Yufti. I'm not even sure if that's mentioned anywhere else in Shas. Maybe they know where this river is and who these men were. And that became like a, 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 a story. That became like a, a model of how people say goodbye to each other. Umru, they said, they sort of understood. Kol chad minan. Every one of us, meaning each of us, lema, let us say, milsa, an idea, a word, that the other chavrei, his friend, shmia, that he hasn't heard. In other words, we could always talk in learning about stuff we're all familiar with, but you've always got something in your pocket that you, you don't think the other guy has ever heard. And why is that good? It's not what we were talking about, but it's unique. And Omar Mar, Mari Bar Ravuna. Here we have another son of Ravuna. I'm not sure if he's ready to rabba Bar Ravuna. <laughs> but again, it's Mari Bar Ravuna. Lo yipater adamechaveiro. If you are leaving someone, and it was fun to be together, ela mitoch dvar halacha. There should be Torah, especially not even Drush, it sounds like. Uh, you know, a lot of times people, like, you know, they want to say over a good vort. Uh, a, a, but this is telling you that you should actually say over a halachic uh, directive to someone. 
Why? Shemitoch kach zochro. Because if it's a dvar halacha that's going to change the way you do things, you're always going to remember, hey, I started doing this because this guy said it. And you're going to bond the um, relationship with the way you act. And that's a way to actually keep that person alive with you, right? Not just the memories of, hey, you know, remember when we did this and that. Um, and as we can see here from the Masar Sashas, this is actually Gemara and Brochos on Daflam et Aleph of why that's important. And again, I think it speaks to cementing relationships and how what, what relationships are supposed to be built on. Yeah, we like people, but the way person, people, what the idea of sociability is how we change each other's behavior. And this way, oh, I always do it this way now. And I always remember the person who told me that. And it's a very big muster hospital. It's, it's almost like, it's like really honing in on the fact that all our relationships are about self-improvement and our relationship with Hashem. Right. And, and God knows that we are social beings, right? God realizes that we, we, we desire um, people to talk to. We desire human um, companionship. And, 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 we, and we like the quirks and interesting aspects of our friends. But we, 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 we're telling you to fuse that with halacha. Fuse that with something that, as you say, improves your life, changes your life. And that's the way that person stays. It's not just, oh, I remember that goofball that we used to, yeah, whatever happened to that goofball from high school? Whatever happened to that guy, yeah? Uh, yeah, I hear he's uh, mining for gold out in, you know, in San Francisco. I, yeah, okay. Oh, I remember what he told me. Yeah, I remember when we, at graduation, I remember the Dvar Halacha that he said. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was something. So, because the moment is going to be, if you're good friends, it's going to be fraught with emotion. Look, in, in today's time, you know, let's talk about the Seagulls, the Kivalevichs. Hey, yeah, uh, we, we have Zoom, we have phones, we see each other. In the old days, when we would have moved in 2006 to, to New Jersey, let's say hundreds of miles away, and the only way you could talk to someone is long distance and maybe some letters, we might have lost complete connection, right? It wouldn't be strange. I mean, right? No, and that's where the bracha comes, right? That if you haven't seen someone in thirty days, that's right. That's why they made a bracha mechayim esim or a bracha shachianu, um, because people, you're right, you didn't know what was going to be with a person, and 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 you were disconnected. I know my my grandparents came to the United States when they were in their early twenties. They got married here. They never saw their parents again. Right. And they left, it, they left Russia right before the Tsar took over. How many times, the, when I was in Israel, I called my father once. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was there for my year in Eretz Yisrael. I called him once to tell him when I was coming home. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. because he couldn't use the phone. You know, everything was expensive. Um, and um, I did write letters to my rabbeim, but they were it, it came at a price. So here, when you're uh, that was and today, when it was, the, can you imagine when it was in the time of Chazal? Yeah, you didn't. Know if you, you left. That's it. That's so you never were going to see that person anymore. And it's a sad moment. It's a moment that 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 is that is tinged with 
the the sadness that this this our relationship might be over. We're never, maybe never going to see each other. And you want that memory, despite all the good things about it, you want it to be laced that last moment should be a Dvar Halacha. That's, that is what that last moment should be. It shouldn't just be the tears of, I'm never going to see that guy. I remember what that person told me. We learned it from, um, you know, Yosef and Yaakov, right? Yosef, that when he... Right, they were, that's sort of true. You're right, they were learning that when he sent them away. Yes, that that's sort of true. But it wasn't like they... It yeah. wasn't intentional, but at the same time, that was their point when he sent I agree, them. I agree. You definitely see a similar, you see the idea of how, how, how it wasn't just that they had a, Yaakov had a great memory. It's that... Yosef meant the last thing they were learning with each other. It wasn't just that Yaakov, oh, he's Sherlock Holmes and he remembered the uh, the uh, the Agalot. Uh, the Agalot were crucial because that was the last. That's that's. Right, and it's I, it's a proof that Yosef didn't go off the derech. He's still there. He's still the Yosef he knew. Yeah, it's a yeah, very, very good, very good comparison. So anyway, so that's what's going on here. Um, so. Each one is going to come up with something that he feels the other one doesn't know. In other words, implying that this was already something that, um, you know, Rabbi Barafun had already said. This was already a well-known thing. How this became, I guess, this eventually gets to Ravin and Ravashi, whoever put the Shas together. Eventually that story of what they said eventually makes it back to us. So what is it? Shosi means you're able to speak to the king. Shikur Now before we get to the other Dvar Halacha, this seems to be a little unclear. Right? right. right. I mean, is it that you're slurring your words or that you just can speak a coherent sentence? Right, right. What what does that mean? That right, and 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 what does it mean with Daber with Nehamelach? Right. So, in my mind, what this means is is you know, because um, today you know we don't really have an idea of Melech the way it used to be. The Melech was the ultimate power in charge of your life, of whether you were going to get a tax break, of whether how you were going to live. You have a chance to talk to him. This is your chance to speak for the community. Maybe this is a chance for you to speak about your life, whether you whether whether he should commute your sentence. So now the question is, if you're as you say, a shosui, which was it was it was common to be in such a state, are you able to get your sentences, your ideas straight? Does it sound like you are going to be effective? That's what Ladabra with Neamelech, meaning you can, this or, is my. Or is it, in, with, are you going to have the proper attitudes, pomp, and circumstance for the, and not just take it lightly and say, hey, Kingy, you know, like you're going to really. Yeah, I hear that. Um, that's a possibility. I think both are, are, are I'm seeing it more, I'm, 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 I guess I'm being a stickler, Sheila, on the words here. Kosha Yochel Ledaber. Now, it's not that you have the Kovod Amelech, but, right, come, but, it, it, but it's, it's coming out properly, right? The word Yochel Ledaber. Huh? Okay, I see. That point led to the other point. A Shikur is like, 
okay, what were you saying there? How was one thing connected to the other, right? And and where are you going with this, right? In other words, yeah, right. The, right, the shaker could be like George Carlin, like doing a, uh, you know, and I've seen George Carlin, uh, you can see on some of his um, uh, videos of some of his uh, his uh comedic stand-up routines he's he's high when he's doing it sometimes right he's out there in front of the audience you know maybe it's in johnny carson whatever it is and you can tell he, he's got his jokes but you know it, it, you can see something's going on over here right like how did that how was that connected or something like right whereas when you're dabra with Melech, it's it's like a sonata it's perfect it's right smooth. it flows yeah and you know where you're going and, and, and you're making your point. It's like you had 20 lawyers, you know, look over this speech before you said it, and now you know what, what's happening. That's the way you need to speak in front of the king. Right. Now, of course, you could say, well, God knows what I want. No, no. God wants you to treat him like like you would be talking in front of the king, and you would have your point, and you would go to the next thing, and now you would say, and therefore, for this reason, please have compassion, Right. Or whatever it is, or I know that I've been bad. I know I've done this. I'm willing to pay twenty percent um, of the debt, and every year to add another interest. And I, 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 I will commit to that. It's realistic. All of those things are the way we should be davening, right? That that is what you know. That's what davening should be. It's it's not just this vague, like we talked about, you know, being high and saying, "Oh, I, I saw God." We, and there are people that will disagree with what I'm saying. They'll say, no, that, that's only the means to an end. In other words, davening is really about feeling God's presence. But since we are such earthly beings, we need to talk about our earthly needs. And that really makes us realize that God is behind it all. Now, I'm not denying that that might be true. But you still need to be able to daven properly to spend the time to actually be serious about what it is. Now you'll right. say, well, God knows that anyway. Okay. But you still have to make the case. You still have to make the case as much as you would make it in front of a king. Now, in, included in that, I agree, is another halacha, which is ancillary, which is also true how you should be dressed, how you should be standing. Right? Is is this Lufnei HaMelech? Right? A, a, a Texas Longhorns T-shirt, right? And you know, um, hair all out of place and scraggly and and, and stuff. Is, is is that the way? So you're right. It's all part of a package, um, which many people would reject and say, "Oh, I'm not so." You know, um, I remember um, my mother, Ola Sholem, had a very um, had a friend that she worked with in the hospital. My mother was a doctor, but um, because of the way she came into the country, sort of as a, without her real identity, she came in as a Polish citizen, not as a Russian citizen. She wasn't able to brandish or be able even to obtain her documentation that she was actually a, a, an accredited doctor from a medical school in Russia because she came into the United States as a Pole. And that would be, that would upset things. So she ended up working as a lab technician which she always thought was a big come down for her. You know, it was a lot, you know, she was sitting there with a bunch of centrifuges when she actually wanted to, you know, get in on the diagnosis. Anyway, uh, in her job as a lab technician, she met a friend 
a non-Jewish friend who happened to live a couple, about a mile and a half away from our house. Her name was Mary Parrott and uh, a very, very good Christian. And my mother and her bonded, you know, and, and she appreciated the fact that we were children of Abraham and things like that. And I remember um, that I went to their house um, and, uh, you know, we were invited to their house and my mother took me and I guess they had a fruit plate. I don't remember what it was. I know we didn't, you know, I know that they were very, very respectful. And I brought a sitter with me because I think I had to daven or something. I must have been about nine or 10 years old. And I remember that that um, the sitter fell and I picked it up and I kissed it. And she asked me why I kissed it. And I said, well, you know, it's it's a holy book, you know, and, and it fell and it has God's names in it. So she said, we don't believe in making icons. We don't believe in making, you know, idols like that. We don't turn our books into icons. And I was sort of like, what? You know, and it stayed with me. And, and again, I'm 60 years old. So this this is over 50 something years ago that this occurred to me. And, I, and it was a challenge. Is your religion over formalized? Like, you, you you turn your book like if a book falls down, you have to bend down and kiss it. Syrian or something, or one of these. Um... She was a Protestant. She was Protestant. a Baptist. She was a Baptist. She wasn't a, again a Catholic. Would have understood it hundred percent. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the Catholic would have gone down on her knees with me together, and you know, and done a bunch of hail marys, you know. But despite the fact that her name was Mary, she was a Protestant, and um, and and part of what she was saying is, hey, you know. Part, this is really a tension that we have, but we adhere to this. There's a formality to our religion. And well, you're right. You're we're right. God God. And soul. We can't just exist like as if we're only a neshama. We're a body. We, so physical items have to have kedusha and also have to have, there has to have some physical items that are the anti-kedusha. You know, it's, it's going to be the reality in our life. So it's, exactly. So we're going to treat it even though, what, do you think God cares that his book fell on the floor? No. But you need to show that type of respect that you would show to anything else. We need to act towards the creator with the mindset that this is a physical king uh, and, the way, and, and the way we understand what a king is. Otherwise, it's vague and everybody's making up their own thing. And that's, that's true about davening as well. And that's part of the halacha, and I agree. That's part of what the halacha is, and that's why it's so important that davening is pushed on the side, that davening becomes uh, concrete and stabilized, and these are the rules for it. And that was what he, he, what he was trying to tell his friend was this is where it changes, that you've got to be dabra with nehamelech. Now, why he didn't know this, I don't know. But I guess it was something new to say that you can be buzzed. In other words, as long as you can get those words out properly and it's going out, you're, you're okay. You, you might have to work hard, you know, to do it. Is that a hector for Purim for people or is it really we should go to early mincha? <laughs> so, again, I think not only is it a hector, I think it, like you say, it explains Many people who go to Davin Mariv are Shosui. 
and I guess they shouldn't really, based on this, they really shouldn't. So, um, you know, if you want to, again, okay, so Sheila Didn't brings... I have some, to go she, at noon, I apologize. Yeah, okay, so we're, what, we're about, it's 12, yeah, 10, minutes. 10 minutes. So let's take a look. Um, uh, let's take a look. Uh, Sheila brings up what is the halach here, because... You know, we've been talking about, you know, what has to be your state of mind, especially it does happen. For us, it's Purim. For them, it was every day of the year. Um, so let's take a look or whatever, uh, some Chastorah or, or Purim. Let's take a look. Um, Tosva says, what does his Tfilosa Toeva mean? The Lo Yotza, as I said before, the bottom Tosva's on the page. Kivan Shene Yocho Ladabro That doesn't count. Um, then Tosus connects this to Bachenaki de Brochos, Shochoya Mispalo Venimtsitsoa Kenegdo. So here's an interesting parallel where we see the idea of Tfilosotoeva. Mm-hmm. So this is Tosus says, again, we always say, what does Tosus do? Tosus opens up the Sugya by bringing in a similar statement from somewhere else. Okay, so Tosas has quoted this Gemara, and we don't have that much time today, so whether we're going to look up the Gemara or not is, is again, if you'd be teach, if you'd be learning this or preparing to teach it, uh, it would probably be the right thing to do, but at least we're going to get a sense from Tosas of where he's, what, where he's at. Now, let's think about this case that Tosas quotes. So a person is davening. He doesn't smell anything. Um, you know, he did a great davening. Boy, it was incredible. He stops on the side of the road. He thanks God for giving him such a beautiful country to drive in, a great family that he's going to visit, really inspired by his davening. And then, as he's about to pack up his sitter and get back to his car, he realizes there's some dried fecal material right near where he was. And he just didn't notice it. Boy, what does the Gemara say? Demasik and you'd have to look at the Gemara there. The Gemara concludes, that's what Masik means. Kivan Shechota, Afapishi Espalel, Tfilosoto Eva. He sinned. Hmm. Now, what was his sin there, Shiva? What was his sin? By being near waste matter, but at the same time, you know. He didn't. What didn't he do? What was his sin? That he was, oh, and when talking about when he's drunk, or are we talking about... No, no, the case of Tosfus. Oh, okay. So the, the sin was that he didn't check the area. Right, you have to you have to make sure that it's... You have to look around, right? So your sin was, now you didn't smell anything, but hey, you're supposed to look around. But I thought halakhically, if it was dry, it doesn't, it doesn't count. No, if, it's, if, it's, if you can see it, it's a problem, right? If, if you can see, okay. But if it's dry, If it's right in front of you, even... If, if drying helps in terms of the smell. But okay. let's say the, you didn't smell anything. Let's say you're, you're affected by corona, whatever it is. My point is, is that you did not... Right. You didn't check. You didn't do your... That's your Avera. But it was such a great davening. You know, you didn't check. Right. So. so therefore, we say, what, you didn't look around? So it turns out if somebody that was watching you with a camera would say, look at that guy. He's keeping his hands up to God and he's has such emotion on his face. And look what's over there. There's a bunch of cow pies right over there. Right. Right. So, so or human pies. He has to go daven again because of the Avera involved. Kivan Shechotah. 
which is, again, interesting, right? In other words, we don't like what you did. In other words, here too, you did not adhere to the rules, uh, despite what you think. Now, Tosus then says, Betzadi ayin, Betzorach iyun, Im hashvos, Brochos litfila, Linyin soavishikir. In other words, should we say when you make a bracha, it's the same way? So Tos is really getting us into um, whether it's a, a din in tefillah or mentioning God's name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what Tosus's is, 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 issue is. But Tosus has definitely opened up things a little bit in terms of connecting another Gemara about Soa. Um, and, uh, you know, which, again, I think you would have to look at the Gemara's Tatosa's quotes, but at least that is something that I think opens things up a little bit about Filosa Toeva. The other question, again, is, um, you know, um, can, can be seen if we look in Shulchan Aruch specifically, which, as you say, you know, we're, we're running, uh, I, I don't want to go over if we don't need to. Um, but again, it definitely is something that, uh, was definitely very relevant to those days. Let's yeah. take a look and just see what, um, we'll just finish off here. Uh, we got a couple of minutes. We'll finish off. Um, Pasach Idach. Idach means the other one. And Pasach means he begins, right? You like Pesach, a door opening, you beginning. He begins to talk and says, Omar, and he said, This is, to me, I thought this was fascinating. Okay. It's almost like, you know, you wonder where each person, what each person picks. So he picks halacha when somebody was, a person has died. And the person has no relatives. And because of that, um, all his possessions are hefker. There's no, there's no heir. There's no child. The man is not related to his non-Jewish relatives, according to the Torah. He never got married. He has no children. Uh, even, you know, so he has no relatives. Um, interesting, if he had a wife, would his wife have a schus, just like anybody else, though? <laughs> his wife technically doesn't inherit the husband, which gets into something else. But there's no halachic relatives and people that could inherit him. So therefore, you can take all his stuff. What can you do now that you have this boon of material that you'll be able, that stuff will stay with you? What is that? Sefer Torah. So that's a, like, what's going on over here? What does this really mean? So Rashi is going to be our helper. Rashi says, so Rashi, this is a this is a little bit of a funny Rashi. It's a very Aramaic, uh, filled with Aramaic words. You know, a, a, a beginner might have a problem with this Rashi. Uh, it's not the clearest, <laughs> but I'm going to read it anyway. Mida de It's something that is tamia, that is wondrous, something that that's perplexing. What's perplexing? It's perplexing when somebody can just go in someone's house, the guy's dead, and just take everything, and now you have all this stuff. 
and people don't know where you got it from. Tahavi be inchi. Inchi is people. Tahavi be means they are sort of like wondering. They've got their mouths open. Lefishabolo below yigia. They say that guy didn't work for that. All of a sudden, he's he's got that Lexus in his driveway. All of a sudden, he's got all that that, that lounge chair. He's got all that stuff, all that computer equipment. Where'd it come from? So people are going to say, "Hey, you you read the obituaries, right? right? People are what? People are 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 wondrous, jealous, angry, suspicious. That can cause a change in you." In other words, the power of what, Sheila? Ayin hara. Right. Ayin hara. Ayin haras are, are powerful in Chazal. Halachically oh. powerful. Lefikach ein miskaimen. Because people are looking at it that way, it can affect you. The evil eye. The, the sense mm-hmm. of things, it, it, all this stuff that you worked on and now your life has changed somewhat because you have all the money that you were able to find out this guy had died and you were there first, You're not, it won't last with you. Imlo al yidei mitzvah. Unless there's a mitzvah to be done with these things. And that somehow, that's the Teflon against the Ayan Hara. And what are you supposed to do? Take a safer Torah. Rashi says, well, then I don't have the money. So Rashi adds, b'miktsatam, in other words, some of the money. Uvishar elu, uvishar elu, from the fact that you do mitzvos in a Sefer Torah, which I guess maybe others will learn from as well, yiskaimu acherim biyoto, everything else will resist. Yeah, everybody's going to say, where'd you make your money? Where'd you get your stuff from? But since you, some of that money that you got is in a safer Torah, that stops the INR from working. So this very interesting contrast, you know, the two halachos of what each one said to the other. And uh, the second one definitely sounds interesting and different than the type of thing you, you'd remember somebody by. Right. Oh. All right. So thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.